0: listening to Fox Sports Radio.
1: Radio. Radio. I want to talk about Patrick Mahomes and I got a good bit of feedback, Jonas, saying I was a little hard on Mahomes. And I think it's fair to say yesterday that my takeaway was this uh, this guy is clearly as talented as any quarterback today, probably as talented as any quarterback ever. He's played exceptionally well in his career. You could make the case at this point in his career, he's played as well as anyone. So if you're as talented as anyone, and as and play a, as well as anyone, you know. So it's both uh, potential and actually accomplishment. You're you're in the top tier, no doubt. To me, what troubles me is the same thing that I think troubles me with all the talk about the future, and talk show type stuff, which is they're acting like it's happened before it's happened. And then if you do that, once it happens, it doesn't get the amazing credit it deserves. Like what Tom Brady does, seven Super Bowls, He it wasn't the potential to win seven. He does seven. He wins seven. And to me, Mahomes might win A couple more. Right. But I'll tell you this, Dan Marino was the best quarterback at the time we've ever seen. He won zero. Now Mahomes already has won one. So I want to dig into Mahomes, but specifically his toe surgery. And we can talk about, um, I think it's important about how much it affected him. And then segue to some, I think, projections about where people maybe are getting it wrong with Mahomes.
0: Yeah, and according to reports, Patrick Mahomes will have surgery to fix his turf toe. The expectation is he's going to have to rehab the injury for a couple of months, but they are expecting him back for next season, obviously.
1: So if you would have known that, if they would have said before the Super Bowl that Patrick Mahomes was going to have surgery, it's already scheduled, on his toe, and they expect it to be uh, multiple months of rehab, but he should be 100% next season— How would that have affected your handicap, your projections on the game?
0: Well, that's the part that I thought was a little puzzling because I have turf toe. I got turf toe about 10 years ago. I still have issues with my foot. So the idea that he got turf toe in a playoff game and was trying to claim up until the game that his toe was almost 100%. I just didn't buy it. I, I didn't. Now it didn't impact me, and I didn't take that into account because I'm terrible at sports betting. <laughs> but but somebody probably could have used that information and and done something smart with it. But I just didn't think there was any chance he was going to be anywhere close to 100, percent which is why I, I don't know where he finished uh, from the, in the rushing yards prop because I know that was one that well, we discussed. Yeah, he.
1: I mean, he ran a bunch early. I, I'm he for did. sure.
0: Yeah, I, I just – I thought it was a bigger deal than they were letting on all the way through.
1: And and I think this brings up a couple of points. Well, first, quick personal question is which putt-putt golf course did you hurt your toe
0: at? <laughs> no, actually I did it drunk. Uh- <laughs> It, it, it's total karma because I, I was trying to do the old where you get down on a knee behind one of your buddies and another guy shoved ah! him over. And when he got shoved over me, he sat down on me. And the way that my foot was positioned, my big toe went all the way oh. back and touched the top of my now, foot. To this now, day, I still have issues.
1: I'm just doing some yeah. back of the napkin math here. You were almost 30 and you were behind someone like, is <laughs> that correct?
0: Yeah, that's a true story. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, uh, So, you know.
1: so, so rest and development, I think. Is yeah, very absolutely. Sad. Yeah,
0: it's not (laughs) not a good look.
1: That's Jonas Knox. He admits to it, though. I'm RJ Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. All right, so first things first, we won't get on the soapbox about this, but I'm going to keep saying it in a stern voice. I'm going to lower my register a little bit here. There's billions of dollars bet on the Super Bowl. The NFL has a right or an obligation. We have a right to know the information about these games about injuries in an accurate fashion way back when the injury report only began for one reason i think it was pete rosell it was way back saying if everything is known if there's transparency there is no inside information and that is undebatably true the more that you hide the more there is to discover from the big big betters, and the more illicit crap going on paying trainers corrupting people that's what these guys do and we can judge that or not that's not my job to do it's a a betting marketplace just like the stock market is a betting marketplace and if someone at company xyz lies misleads hides information they go to jail elon musk sent a tweet about uh, if i vaguely remember he was going to potentially take tesla private And it was one tweet saying, I've got the funding. We might do it. That was it. That was it. And he was fined, I think, $25 million. And it was, hey, you're messing with the markets, right? If if you're going to go private, go private. But you can't talk about it. Now, we might say that's stocks and this is sports betting. Okay, what's your point? There's billions of dollars being bet. And we were pounding our fists about Todd Gurley. And in hindsight... The Super Bowl in which Gurley played, you know, so poorly. Where the lead up, he was injured, it seemed. Yeah. You know, Jonas, we've we've been talking about that now for two years. And you know what? Do we think Gurley was 100%? Has time somehow uh, vindicated the Rams in that case? No, no, they were deceptive. And to me, this is real simple. This is real simple. PEDs, whatever it is. If there's something you want to stop, you make the penalty draconian. You make it so tough. I'm not talking about cutting off hands. I'm saying make it so tough that you that that you don't consider lying. I mean, if you if you really think about the way the stock market has been with insider trading, in the mid '80s, the early '80s, you watch those movies, you read a book like Liar's Poker, which is a famous book about trading stocks in the '80s. It, it, insider trading was kind of like. You didn't want the school superintendent to find out you were smoking in the boys' room. It just wasn't taken all that seriously. And it was rampant. And then one day, people started going to jail. And then one day, the amount of it went down significantly. And it strikes me, what is the downside? And let me ask you, Jonas, what is the downside for the NFL to say, you knowingly mislead about an injury, you lose a first-round pick. And at this, no one can ever mistakenly knowingly mislead. It's not like an innocent person is ever going to be in trouble. I get the whole idea of the, you know, what is it, HIPAA and all that. But listen, part of kind of playing the NFL is you're now a uh, your health is of public interest. So however they're going to navigate that, they're doing it now. It's just they're doing it without being forthright about it, without being honest about it. What to you, Jonas, is the downside to simply say this needs to be done Uh, forthrightly this needs to be done with all candor and uh, or there's big penalty
0: or, no, there, I don't think there is a downside, and I think if you can't have it both ways, you can't reap the benefits of everything that gambling has brought. And fantasy football is gambling. I mean, we can we can try and spin it however. Well, we daily want.
1: fantasy is for sure. Yeah,
0: and, and it's why you know the NFL was so against Tony Romo having that what was it that conference in Vegas? I think he was going to have like a fantasy football sort yeah. of conference in Vegas a few years back, and I think that was what four or five years ago. So yeah, it wasn't it, that long ago. Yeah, it was and, certainly
1: years before the legalization, but it wasn't that couple years before Yeah,
0: yeah, and so you can't you can't make a, a certain amount of money and get people so interested in your sport because of the gambling aspect of it, and then not hold up your end of the bargain when it comes to being a hundred percent and truthful about these injuries that impact all of this stuff. And I remember the doll investigated a couple of years ago because Ryan Tannehill uh, was was listed as a participant in practice all week long, and then day of the game it was reported, yeah, he's not starting. Brock Osweiler's starting. And the NFL investigated them because people said, how do you go from practicing all week as a starting quarterback and now you're just not available for the game? And they looked into it because they didn't like how it was reported by Adam Gase and company. So they've done st- they- they've investigated this stuff, but I don't think they've laid the hammer down enough in my opinion.
1: But usually they've investigated it because it peeved them off about something other yeah. than just getting the information out there. And I'll tell you this. If I were a head coach in the NFL, I would push the boundaries as much as I could. I mean, Belichick famously, one time they complained he didn't have Brady on the um, injury list. And then for the next 20 or 10 years, he was always right. probable yeah. with a shoulder. And <laughs> and it's like, now, is that – I mean, in a way, it's a mockery of it. But if I'm Belichick, I think that's a legit mockery because he's saying, oh, you're going to tell me now that we're taking this seriously? But, we, you know, so – in general, this is the NFL really – there's no – doubt. it's one thing if it said it's going to cost you $100 million, but it's best for, this, for the betting markets, and you are reaping the benefits, as Jonah said, so you should. That I get why they push back on that. It doesn't cost them a dollar no. to say this needs to be done correctly, but in a way, they want to be – this is the ego – of the NFL and part of that is caused them to be so successful is a sense of we're important we're going to charge a lot of money you know fake it till you make it and at each level the NFL has acted more successful than they've been and obviously they've become very very successful and they're going to keep perpetuating that but to me there's nothing to this except saying we don't have to care about what you're telling us to care about. Betting, yeah, we'll make money on it, but we're not going to change our approach of reporting injuries just so the batters have the right information. Except before they used to make a dollar on it directly, they were smart enough to do that. Because all it's going to take is a scandal of inside information with injuries. And lo and behold, that is a multiple million dollar let's say, impact negative to the NFL, just PR or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, James.
0: Well, no, I was just going to say, if you can avoid any level of shadiness at all costs, make sure you avoid it because I still believe there are some people who have never forgiven the NBA for the Tim Donahue thing. They're never going to look at the NBA the same and think everything's on the up and up based on what happened because that was clear evidence that, okay, something funny was going on and it impacted a lot of people, and, and I still to this day think there's some skepticism about foul calls and whatever because they have a clear example of a guy who was in on it and, and somebody who was who was doing something illegal while these games were being played.
1: Well, personally, I wouldn't be on the radio right now if it wasn't for that. <laughs> so I, I, I'll accept the way that went down. Though I will say this, I'm R.J. Bow straight out of Vegas is um, a fellow, an AP, you know, we, for years now, we've, uh, pregame.com is the exclusive arts provider for the Associated Press. But before that, I knew uh, Brian Mahoney pretty well. I haven't talked to Brian for yeah. a few years with the AP. And uh, he'd come out right around that time and we'd have, you know, lunch or a drink or whatever. And at one point he said... Yeah, Stern's really mad at you. I'm thinking, me. And he's like, yeah, he always says that F and RJ and then like something I was reporting on with it or whatever. He's like, you he won't let this thing die. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 I can't lie. I was pretty happy that Stern was cussing me out. So
0: <laughs> be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Okay, so
1: we know what we want and need, quite frankly, from the NFL in regards to injury reporting. But let's talk about the reality of Mahomes and this injury. I think unequivocally, Jonas's approach of not really contemplating the injury is what most batters do, even more sophisticated, let's say, bigger batters. And I think that it's important to go over quickly here, less than a minute, how you approach injuries typically. The one question most people think about is how they play or will they play or won't they play, yes or no. But it's important if it's a yes to think about what percentage of effectiveness is the injured player going to have. And one real key to that is how much does he use that element of himself in his game. So Mahomes, for example, is a very mobile quarterback. Uh, probably as mobile as anyone since Fran Tarkington when it comes to the old school scrambling and his strength of his arm is one of the reasons he's able to do that. Cause he can be back 15, 18 yards and make the throws other guys are making from eight or 10 yards. That to me is a huge advantage. And one of the reasons Kansas city hasn't maybe emphasized the O line as much as maybe it looks like they should have now with the injuries they had. But in general, you look at him Mahomes so and you say he's very mobile Thus, if his foot is hurting, if his toe is hurting, it probably will have somewhat of an effect. And people kind of shy away from things that aren't yes or no answers, but you can just say, okay, he's injured. It's going to affect him some. I don't know if it's going to be 10% or 30%. And then you kind of guess in the middle and understand that it's a guess, but don't just ignore it. Because it's no absolute clear answer. Because the human mind tends to hate complexity like that. It hates uncertainty. So sometimes people just want to get an answer even though there is no clear answer. I don't think there was a clear answer how much Mahomes was going to be limited. But I think the answer was likely greater than zero hindrance. And thus, another reason maybe Kansas City lost that game. I'm R.J. Bell, straight out of Vegas.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. With the Kansas City Chiefs losing Super Bowl 55 just a couple of days ago, the question becomes, according to the Voice of Vegas, what does the Super Bowl future look like for KC?
1: Yeah, this is going to surprise people. So think about it before I give you the number. How many Super Bowls would you expect Patrick Mahomes to win in his career? And... Obviously, with bets like that, there's a lot of debate about, okay, if a guy retires, does it? what happens if he comes back a year later? Like Gronk, right? If, if you would have made a bet on Gronk's Super Bowl count, well, it just went up one, even though he retired for a full year. But Vegas is pretty good at defining things like that, and they have. And we've got the odds. And let me ask you, Jonas, and we'll have the audience think about it, too. What would your over-under be for Kansas City Mahomes Super Bowls in his career?
0: If you set it at one and a half, I would uh, – mean for the rest of his career, now that he's already got one? Yeah,
1: yeah. No, yeah. so additional wins.
0: Okay. If you set it the over-under at one and a half, I would take the under.
1: Wow, that is sharp because I think most people would have said two, two and a half, yeah. and the number is one and a half. Uh, and it's towards the over, though. So you'd actually be in the – minor it's like over minus 150, Um, so it's saying there's a pretty good chance it gets to two, but it's, you know, 40% chance it doesn't. Right. And then when I say get to two, I mean, two additional, which would be three in total. Now, here's another question. If I would have asked you that same question a year ago, the day after, let's say they won the Super Bowl last year. Would your, so it's, the question is additional Super Bowl wins by Mahomes and the chiefs. Has your number gotten worse or better? Because obviously, it seems like, hey, they just missed an opportunity. And that's the odds or the number should be lower now because they lost this year. What do you think?
0: Uh, I would have said the over a year ago. If you would have said it at, at one and a half, rem- a number of Super Bowls yes. Mahomes would win. I would have said the over a year ago. After Sunday, I'm taking the under.
1: Okay. Now, I'm fast. I want to hear why that is. But first, let me say, in this case, you're going against the public, they've actually increased the number of Super Bowls expected from Mahomes additionally, right? So the ones in the books, and before entering this year, it was over under one and a half, about minus 120. So right around even money. Now it's over one and a half, minus 150. It it seems counterintuitive. But it makes sense a little bit to me when you have a one-year team like that, and you could have said the year before when they lost to the Patriots. But you know, there is, is a question of was it a fluke? And once you have that second, you know, a 14 and two year that was effectively 15 and one if they had played their starters, and then you make the Super Bowl again, and then you could make the case these injuries. This was a real rash of injuries on the O-line. Uh, you could say that you, even though you have one last year you're generally more optimistic about this franchise with this quarterback. That's what the better say. I think it's counterintuitive, but I kind of like it in that they're thinking beyond. It's just not one less year now, which is the case, right? One less year to win it, but they're thinking they prove something to us. Now you feel like they've proved something maybe in the reverse direction. What is leading to your pessimism about Kansas City?
0: Because I just look at the opportunity. I mean, how many quarterbacks get the opportunity to play in more than two Super Bowls? I mean, it's not like I, I think that we've looked at Brady and just assume that like one of the conversations was, you know, if Mahomes can win this, he's now trailing six to two. I, I don't know. Does anybody actually think Mahomes had a realistic shot at winning seven Super Bowls like Brady did? I just. Well, I, remember
1: it would have been six at the time, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I am um, I I just I look at it as opportunities are so rare. When you get to the Super Bowl, you got to close the door. You got to be able to close uh, when you get there. And they didn't do it. And so I I I'm going to bet on the side of the likelihood is more that they're not going to win another Super Bowl than it is that they're going to win another Super Bowl with Mahomes. For me, because I, I've seen so many quarterbacks who will get to a Super Bowl early or get to one Super Bowl, maybe get to two, and you never see them again. I just, I don't know. I, yeah, I, think, that, I think it's a rarity to have this this many opportunities.
1: Just to be clear, though, you think they're favored to win one more, just not two more, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say one more, uh, but definitely not two more.
1: Okay. Okay. Now, and, and you're not saying definitely not that it's impossible, meaning you definitely think it's less than 50%. Yes. Because, right? yeah. I mean, if you if I asked for three for one, you'd give me three for one, uh, or you wouldn't give me three to one. If I said I two Super Bowl wins, you pay me three to one, you wouldn't do that. So no. I, we're talking odds here, right, which is what we do because we're straight out of Vegas. That's Jonas Knox. I'm R.J. Bell.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com.